0: We are learning the Sikha on Simchas Torah in Cheluk Yotes of Lekutei Sikhas, where the Rebbe goes into a discussion related to a teaching of the Sikha of the Friyedike Rebbe about Simchas Torah. In that Sikha in the Yerth of Shenhei, the Fridi Rebbe said the following, that Simchas Torah is a time when all the gates are open, the gates of are Sharei Ora, of light, the gates of blessing, the gates of success. And all gates are open. And one can get all of these benefits through Torah. And the Rebbe points out that everything that our Rabbi teach are meticulous to the latest, to the smallest detail. And the fact that the Rebbe specifies specifically that what is it that is open the gates of or of light the gates of blessing and the gates of Hatzlocha. even though following the statement of says the words all gates are open so here we see that what is the main accomplishment of simchas torah that these three gates are open so if we're speaking specifically about these three gates what's so special about them that this is what we can get and achieve through torah More than that, we have to understand that when Hashem created the world, the six days of creation correspond to the 6,000 millennia of which the world is supposed to exist from the time of creation on. So if we speak about the creation of our light, which was created the first day, which is before the third day that corresponds to the time of Matan Torah, the third millennium, so we have to understand that Share Ora, the gates of light, were already there before the Torah was given and do not depend at all on the Torah. Similarly, regarding the gates of blessing, the gates of bracha, so it's quite well known that one of the reasons that the Torah begins with the letter Bays and the word baracious is because Bays represents bracha, which starts with the Bays. So obviously the concept of bracha, the gates of bracha were also there at the beginning of creation. So why do we say that the gates of blessing are part are particularly connected with Torah? And to make the question even bigger, the Rebbe says, being that when the world was created, it was created with absolute perfection, which means that the idea of bracha was already there in its complete form. And similarly, the union of light was there in a the complete form to the point that the light was created on the first day of creation, Chachaman tell us about it, that one could see with this light from the beginning of the world until the end of the world. In other words, not only that the general existence of light, aura, and bracha, blessing, not only do they not depend on Torah, but the light and the bracha that existed in the time of creation were at betachlis Hashlemus, they were absolutely perfect, so they did not depend on Torah. So what does it mean in the Sikh of the that we take the blessing and the light specifically with Torah and Simchas Torah? the Rebbe goes in to explain to us that perhaps we could say that the perfection of creation, the way creation is on its own creation meaning created beings, includes all the blessing that was possible when the world was created, but this is a kind of perfection that has a limitation and therefore not an absolutely true kind of perfection and completion. And therefore we say that the gates of light and the gates of bracha one can acquire only with Torah because our light and bracha blessing mean the absolute true light and blessing, as they are in their own complete perfection, and the way they come from Hashem, regarding the absolute perfection. Hashem is the absolute true perfection. And therefore, this can be taken with Torah, because when when the Torah was given, the barrier between Elyonim, that which was above the spiritual realms, and Tachtonim, the lower realms, the physical realms. So we can perhaps take this on Simchas Torah, in other words, the perfection, not of the created world, but the perfection of the Ebeshtek. And however, the Rebbe says, this is not a sufficient explanation because number one, the main thing is missing if the whole idea of light and bracha in their complete form are also there without Torah, so perhaps the emphasis should have been that through Torah we take Ora and Bracha how they are, or something similar, which does not say in that Sicha. And number two, Simchas Torah itself, when is it? Simchas Torah is really the second day of Shmini Atzeres, as we know that the Yom Tovim in Golos have Yom Tov Shaini Shal Golios, an additional day. And we don't celebrate Simchas Torah on Shavuos when we celebrate the receiving of the Torah, the giving of the Torah, because the Simcha of Simchas Torah is connected not to the first Luchos, which were given on Shavuos at the time of Matan Torah, when Torah was given, representing the Luchos, but really the second Luchos, which we received on Yom Kippur, which have an additional measure of strength. Now, if we go back to the words of the previous Rebbe the words are, Dos nemt men mitayra. We take these blessings, this light and bracha and Simchas Torah, with Torah. And this follows from the beginning of the statement, Simchas Torah, all gates are open. So from here, we understand that when we say that we take it with Torah, we are referring specifically to Torah as it is connected to Simchas Torah. Not Torah in general, perhaps, as is connected with Shavuos. What is the mile of Simchas Torah? We are celebrating the Torah, which we received on Yom Kippur, which precedes directly Simchas Torah, the second luchos. And if this is the case, if we are to say that the gates of light and the gates of blessing, etc., mean all the things that we acquire relating to the Shlemus of Hashem, which is way beyond the Shlemus of creation, So, for that, it would be sufficient to say that this relates to the first luchos. They are just as connected to Hashem. So, why is it this celebration connected specifically to Simchas Torah and not to Shavuos? In order to understand this, let's speak a little bit about what Simchas Torah is all about. Simchas Torah, the Rebbe says, really has three different ideas, three different points that are very similar to the three gates that the Fritika Rebbe quotes in the Sicha with which our Rebbe Sicha begins. So the three aspects of Simchas Torah correspond directly to the gates of light, the gates of blessing, and the gates of Hatzlacha. What is Simchas Torah all about? So first of all, we said earlier that Simchas Torah is is a day of celebration, which is the second day of Yom Tov. Yom Tov Sheini Shel Golios the added day that gets added to the yamim Tovim of the Torah. What is the idea of a second day of Tov? So number one, the second day of Tov is a result and a continuation of the first day of Yomtiv. This would apply to every single time we have Tov Sheni Shel Golios. Number two, what is so special about the second day of Tov? The second day of Tov is not mentioned in the Torah. It is something that was established by the Chachamim. And Chazal tell us, that what the Chachamim established themselves, Hashem says, this is sweeter for me even than what I put into my Torah itself. So this is something additional that we do not have in the first day of Yom Tov. So let's just make sure that this is clear. So Yom Tov, Sheini, has several points that Yom Tov Rishon, the first day, does not have. It is a result and an extension of the first day of Yom Tov. It has the benefit of being something that comes from the Chachami, which is very sweet and special to Hashem. And this applies to every single time we have a second day of Yom Tov, a day of Yom Tov added on to a first. But Simchas Torah has something special about it that the others don't have, and that is, that Simchas Torah, which is really an extension of Shmini yet we don't call it Shmini we call it Simchas Torah, the day of rejoicing with the Torah. It has its own unique name, and this comes to show that in addition to the fact that it is following uh, Shmini an extension of Shmini Atzeres, it also has its very own unique special quality, and that is Simchas Torah. Now, if we go back to what we said a moment ago, that Yom Tov Sheni comes from the Chachamim, but that alone makes it very special, and it has an advantage over the first day of Yom Tov, as we quoted. Hashem says, the Divrei Sofrim, that which comes from the Chachamim, is more sweet to me than what originates in the Torah to begin with. Similarly, regarding the fact that this day of Simchas Torah, which is in addition to being an extension of Shmini Atsera, something in its own, it's not really an obligatory day from the Torah. It's not even from the Chachamim, like the other second days that are attached to a Yom Tif, But it is a minhag, as the Zohar says, that it is customary by Yidden to have a day that specializes in rejoicing with the Torah. And this day is called Simchas Torah. So in addition to the other two advantages or the other two qualities of every second day of Yom Tov, here we have also the idea that this day is not only Yom Tov Sheini, but it is a day that is a Min It's a custom. It's not even written in the words of the Chachamim, And it has an advantage that the original writing of Torah doesn't have. And even what the Chachamim teach us also doesn't happen. It resulted from the yidn themselves. And we find these three qualities in Simchas Torah itself. What is this second day of shminyat service called? What are we talking about when we say that on this day, all the gates are open? This day is called Simchas Torah. It's a day when we rejoice with the Torah, meaning that it's a day that's connected and bound up with Torah in general. What does it mean when we say Torah in general? The Torah that we got, at Matan Torah, the Torah that's connected with the first Luchos that Moshe Rabbeinu brought down when he came back from the mountain, when he came down. Nonetheless, the reason that Simchas Torah was established on Simchas Torah, that means the day following Shmini Atzeres, rather than on when we celebrate and commemorate the giving of the Torah, is because it's connected specifically, as we said earlier, with the second luchos, and the second luchos are in the Torah similar to divrei sofrim, something which came later, as we just explained. But Simchas Torah itself, the fact that Yidden makes Simchas Torah a minhag Israel, when we rejoice specifically with the Torah. What is the benefit of this? Why couldn't we celebrate this on Shavuos? And the answer is that this is a minhag Yisrael. We will speak soon about the value and the great height and the great benefit of a minhag, what we call a Jewish custom, that a minhag, the source of a minhag, is even higher than the source of Torah, and even higher than what Hashem loves, even more than Torah itself, the Torah that is taught to us by our Chachameh, and therefore, the Zohar says that we have the custom to celebrate and rejoice with the Torah, and we call it Simchas Torah. And then we add, the Zohar adds, Umat van Torah, because there delay that on this day, we crown the Torah with its own crown. In other words, following the fact, and through the fact, that didn't have a minhag, a custom to bring excessive joy, excess joy in the celebration of Torah, by doing this, we create a crown, a kesser for the Torah, and we all know that the crown is higher than what it sits on. In other words, the crown of Torah is even higher than Torah itself, even higher than Torah as Torah exists in the second Luchos, which represent the work of the Yidden, or would represent if we compared it to the words of the Chachamim. In order to understand this, why are the second luchos higher than the first luchos, where we say in the Chumash that this was kiflayim and they have an additional measure of strength and glory, is because how did we achieve the second luchos? The second luchos were not a gift from, from above, like the first luchos were, but in actuality, the second luchos were a result of the very intense and sincere and difficult work of tshuva that the yidin did, and the, the yidin, represent the neshama of the yid, and the neshama of the yid is even higher than Torah itself. But if we think about it, even if the the second luchos were given to us as a result of our own avod, of our own hard, uh, difficult avoda of tshuva, nonetheless, we got them from Hashem. In other words, Hashem gave it to us. And the fact that Yedin did tshuva, this was the cause, for their being given to us. Our tshuva was the reason for us receiving this, but definitely it came from above. It did not come from us, the actual gift of the second luchos. Therefore, the second luchos are also like Torah. They're part of Torah. And the Shambos of Yidna are higher, but in Torah itself, they are a higher level. The second luchos within Torah are a higher level than the first luchos because they come about through the avoda of a Yid, but on the other hand, they were a gift from above. However, the custom of Yidin themselves rejoicing with the Torah, this is not something that comes from above. This is something that resulted from the service of a Yid, from the avoda of Yidin, and therefore, this is able to bring a crown, to achieve a crown for the Torah, which is even higher than Torah, and soon we're going to understand this a little bit better. But right now we're going to explain what is the connection between between Simchas Torah and the gates of awe, the gates of light, the gates of blessing, and the gates of Hatzlacha of success, which the Fridike Rebbe says are achieved through Simchas Torah because these three things things in Simchas Torah, what did we just say about Simchas Torah? That we celebrate Torah. We celebrate the, the benefit the great quality of the second luchos, and we rejoice with it, and these three things represent light, bracha, and hatzlacha. Let's define these terms a little bit better. What is light, what is bracha, and what is hatzlacha? What is the difference between our light and bracha? So on a basic level, when we give someone a bracha, when we bless someone, what is the purpose of the blessing? The blessing is for the benefit of the one who is being blessed, of the one we want to receive this blessing. And we ask that this individual should get this blessing and benefit from the blessing that the individual is being given. So it's really for the benefit of the recipient of the blessing. Light, however, is a completely different thing. Light is not there for the purpose and benefit of the recipient of the light, but light is connected to the source of light. And what is, the, what is light all about? When there is light, the light spreads everywhere just by virtue of the fact that it is light. And it goes everywhere in places where it's needed, perhaps in places that it's not needed, in places where it doesn't seem to give a benefit. But wherever the benefit is necessary, necessary the benefit results. And this is also the connection between the first luchos and the second luchos with the gates of light and the gates of blessing. When we were given the first luchos at the time of Matan Torah, what was the emphasis? This was a gift from above. It was not so much about the fact that, that the Yid would understand the Torah and become united with with it. Like when a person studies and becomes united with what the person studies, But in essence, Hashem gave us a gift and because it was a gift and we hadn't really worked for it, we did not absorb it the way we should have and therefore it's representative of light. It just came our way, but it didn't necessarily permeate us and penetrate us the way it could have ultimately, but there was this great light and we got the benefit of it, but obviously it didn't last. But when we speak about the second luchos, which were given as a result of the tshuva that the Yidden did in order to receive them. So this tshuva called forth from above, called forth from Hashem, that Hashem really wanted to give us these luchos because of what we did. So the emphasis is not like by the light that it just comes and shines, But the point was that we should receive these luchos, we should receive this Torah the second time, and it should become absorbed in us like the one who benefits from the blessing that we give him. And for this reason, the second luchos are connected with the gates of blessing, where the emphasis is on the benefit of the one who receives the blessing. So now we see that the first luchos are representative of light, which shines, but just shines and goes wherever it goes, not necessarily only to the one who we want should receive the light, whereas the second luchos represent bracha, which is something specifically measured and directed at the recipient of the one who is receiving the blessing. Now, we all know that in luchadodi, we say the words, sof <speaking in Hebrew> that the end of the deed is first in the mind of the one who makes it, meaning that the whole inner intent of bringing down light is that it should ultimately become be received in the vessels that are meant to receive that light. Therefore, the second luchos are higher than the first luchos because that light that we got in them, because it was a result of our hard work, becomes part of us, in a much stronger measure. Now we're going to look at the inner meaning of the words. The inner meaning is not necessarily that that which you wanted, you have a plan, the original thought. And then when the plan develops and becomes completed, you see the end result. And this end result was there in the original plan. But in the inner interpretation of this phrase is a little bit different and that is that the end result of the deeds that we do the end result of those deeds after we do them they reach in the in the origin that preceded even the first thought in other words before there was even the thought that a certain thing should happen there is a deeper level before that thought actually is born. And we have an example here, which the Rebbe brings, when we have an artisan, a skilled master craftsperson, and this artisan takes upon himself to do a certain task, to use his skill to complete a certain mission. And after the deed is performed, the project is completed, it may come out in the most beautiful way and a great manner of Hatzlocha, which is the third gate we were talking about, it comes out as absolutely beautiful as possible. So what does that mean? Does it mean that the artisan, before he began his work, knew that he would succeed so well in the conclusion in the concluding product? It's not possible to know before you start doing the task how it will come out. You can only try to do it the best way you can with the skills that you have. And therefore, when this created product, when this new thing that's being made is successful and it comes out in a way that the artisan never imagined before. So what's happening here? The Hatzlacha, the success is really reaching a place that's even before the initial thought is born to have this creation, to have this product completed. So now as we try to conclude the understanding of what is it that has Torah has in it that opens up all the gates of light and all the gates of brach and all the gates of Hatzlacha, we're going to get there in a few minutes. The Rebbe says similarly, when we talk about Hatzlacha regarding Hashem, because everything that we have here is really a result of something higher. Hashem wanted a dira, lo yisbarech betachtonim. Hashem wanted that we should make this earthly place of ours into a dwelling for him. How do we do this? We do this through our avoda. And if it comes out, betachlis hatov biyoser, it comes out in such a great and wonderful way that the ultimate potential is reached this is called Hatzlacha, even greater than the one who had the plan thought of in the first place, even though the fact that the place could come out so beautiful is the intent of creation in the first place. But this kind of Schila, this beginning, is something that is higher, that precedes the initial thought that Hashem wanted to create a Deir Rebbe And to explain this, the Rebbe says, at least briefly, Let's see what this is. What is our purpose here on earth? So our purpose here, that we should make a tonim a dwelling place for Hashem in our world, through our own avoda, avoda that we do with our own strength. That has to come from within us, not from something that we are given as a gift from above. And being that Hashem's desire to have a world created, even in the beginning of Hashem's makhshava, has a connection to the creation and affects the creation. Therefore, this particular kavana, that Hashem wants the world created right here for him, where he could well comfortably, this is done through Yidin, but it is not necessarily in the original plan of the creation. That original, before the original thought, is so hidden that it is higher even than the original thought that Hashem has. And therefore, this intent that Hashem has does not really affect the dira that it should be specifically through the avoda of Yidin because Hashem helps us out. Because originally it all starts with him. And now we could understand that when Yidin fulfilled the kavanah of Hashem's desire to have a dira tonim and it should be in a matter of hatzlacha, which we said is something that goes way beyond the original thought, because the Hatzlacha cannot really be foreseen, because this Kavana is higher than even Hashem's desire to have a world. What does that mean? So we learn over here, as we get closer to the conclusion of the Sicha, and we try to understand what is meant by these three gates that are open, if all the gates are open, and what does it mean that we get it through Torah? So now we'll see even though this dwelling place that Hashem wants, that we make with our own abilities and our own work, it comes about through learning Torah, through doing mitzvot, in all their fine points, and all in all their details. But what kind of doing of mitzvot, what kind of learning of Torah are we referring to here? It refers to, not that we're doing the mitzvahs because we know that we will get benefit. Not that we're doing the mitzvahs because we know that we will get reward. Not that we're learning Torah because we enjoy learning Torah. But only because, as we say, by not because of the particular benefit of that particular mitzvah, but just because Hashem told us to do it. And this relates also to Jewish minhagim because the Jewish minhagim are not something that Hashem commanded us, but it is something that comes about completely through the Kayah of Yidden themselves, something that is above that which we were commanded, which means that Hashem wants that we should fulfill all the minhagim, but this desire of Hashem remains hidden it does not come out in the Torah. The Torah is a revelation of what Hashem wants us to do, but there are some, and when Chachamim teach us something, they take it out from what appeared in the Torah. So the whole oral Torah is really contained in the in the written Torah. But when it comes to minhagim, it's something that's from such a profound place, from the place which originates before Torah is even given, It comes from a place which is completely beyond command. It is so deep and so profound that it is beyond something that could be commanded. And here is a possible way of explaining the idea that, as the Zohar says, that through the custom of special rejoicing with the Torah, we are able to crown the Torah with its own particular crown. As we said earlier, the crown of Torah is definitely higher than Torah and even higher than Torah, the way Torah manifests itself, not in the first luchos, a gift from Hashem, but even higher than Torah that manifests itself in the second luchos, which are definitely a direct result of our avoda. So let's see again how this can become clearer. The second luchos, even though the emphasis of the second luchos is that didn't accepted the Torah, nonetheless, because they were given from above, like we say, a blessing which comes for the benefit of the one who receives it. So the second Luchos alone are not really in the category of Sof Maisa, which is the end result. So therefore, when we fulfill the idea of the second Luchos, we fulfill the intention. That was in Hashem's thought, that he wanted a But if we go beyond that, and we come up, the Jewish people create their own minhuk. They love the Torah so much, they want to rejoice with it above and beyond anything that's expected. This is only after we receive the Torah from above, and this is like the Indian of success, of the skilled artisan, whose success is something way beyond what he envisioned in the first place, because it is not possible to tell before you embark on creating a fulfilling a project fulfilling a mission how it will come out. But this is specifically in the self missa that comes after the deed was done, which is higher than anything and higher than the original marshva and so high that it cannot even come down. So now, the question we asked before, becomes even greater. We're going back to the beginning of how we started with a quote from the Sikh of the Fridike being that the accomplishment of Simcha's Torah is Hatzlacha and success and aura and light and bracha and blessing. So in truth, when we speak about the first luchos, which is celebrated on the Yom of Shavuos, and the second luchos, which we commemorate on Yom Kippur, so why does it say in the Fridike Rebbe that the gates of light and the gates of blessing and the gates of success are particularly related to Simchas Torah. In truth, they relate to all of Torah. Now we'll understand it in the following way that if we learn Torah the way we're supposed to, which we call it yagaito, you toil and you labor and then you will find umatzasa, then you will succeed. When you didn't learn Torah in this way, we add new things in Torah as it says that a person is obligated to learn in such a way that he is a machadish. The person comes up with novel explanations, novel ideas in Torah. La'afashalah, Torah was given us to us not only to learn it as it is, but to expand on it and to make it bigger and to make it greater. And similarly, when it comes to minhagim, when it comes to Jewish customs that evolved over the generations, and as we learn, tell us, Minhag Yisrael Torah. A Jewish custom is not merely a custom. A Jewish custom has the strength of Torah. So from here, from here we see that through the fact that Didn't introduce and fulfill a new Minhag, we add to Torah. Now, it is true. That being that the neshama, the source of a neshama of a yid is above Torah, we can understand how yidn are able to accomplish something new in Torah. But what's not so easy to understand is how could this that yidn accomplish through their minhag become an actual part of Torah? How does this minhag, which was not a part of the Torah, how does it become a how does it become a part of the fact that we could make Torah grow? That's a gift we have from Hashem. That's how we're supposed to learn. But how can the minhag actually become a part of Torah that we are obligated to do, as the Rambam says in his Agdama to his Mishnah Torah, that all the things that the chachamim brought out and all the minhagim that were instituted in the Jewish world become a part of Torah. And... As I'll say, as we just said, that Minha Torah, Torahu. So now we'll understand this in the following way. When we talk about Torah, there are two states, two levels. There is Torah, as Torah is Hashem's wisdom and Hashem's will. And regarding this level, that is Hashem's wisdom and Hashem's will, Torah is set up in such a way that there are things that Hashem wants that Yidin should be able to come across to develop on their own. Torah. This is part of Torah that Hashem gives us that we should study it and toil and labor in it and come up with new things. And then there's another, another level. When we say, that Hashem and Torah are all one thing. Torah is rooted in the essence of Hashem. And regarding this level, the new Hiddush that didn't create will actually become Torah, a part of Torah, as will be explained in the final words of the Sikha. And this is what the Rebbe tells us. Being that Hashem's intention is that Yidin should come up with khidushim with new ideas in Torah, atzmam, with their own hard work, something which comes specifically from them, and the shorish of the yid, the root of the yid is rooted in the essence of Hashem himself. Therefore, after a yid is mechadosh, comes up with a novel thought in Torah, they actually bring down part of the essence of Hashem. So being that they're bringing down part of the essence of Hashem through the chiddush that they are creating in Torah, they are bringing down the essence of Hashem into the Torah. As we learned that David HaMelech, it says, would be mechaber, he would connect, he would unite Torah and Hashem. And therefore, this chidush, this new thing that came up, and all the chidushim, all the new ideas that didn't come up with through the process of learning Torah, through working hard, through yegiah, through toil and labor, and all the things that that became established through all the years, this all becomes a part of Torah. And therefore, now we could understand when Friedrich Rebbe said in the Sicha that not only the gates of success, but also the gates of light and the gates of blessing have a special connection to Simcha's Torah, which gets accomplished specifically through Yidden, even though, or we said, and light and bracha, blessing, are already there in the Torah before it was even given to us, and were already there earlier. So the truth is, What is the true idea of or of light? That it reveals itself and from its very source and its very source is even higher than the level of revelation. But when the light becomes revealed, everything that's in the source of light becomes revealed with it. And similarly with bracha, with blessing and being that the truth of Torah is that as we mentioned earlier, that I've emphasized it here at the very end of the Sikha, that Torah and Hashem are one entity. So now it appears that specifically on Simcha's Torah, when Yidin come and make their crown for Torah, they put Torah even higher by rejoicing with it. So what do we actually do? We draw forth, and we reveal the very source of Torah, how Torah is rooted in the essence of Hashem, specifically then we have the revelations of that, together with the revelations of the gates of Hatzlocha, greater than ever from a higher source, even than was imagined to begin with, and also the gates of light, which is the revelation of the source of light, and also the gates of blessing for each Recipient of the blessing and ultimate perfection. May we merit this Simchas Torah to feel and see all this in the reality of Mashiach as we prepare to rejoice with the Torah. Thank you.